Hey now, and welcome to the City Off Campus podcast with your two favorite hosts, Sammy Sommerfeld and Jack McFarland. So Jack, we're heavy into football season now with week four on the horizon, wrapping up week three tonight on Monday night. Um, We got college football going, we got fantasy football going, we got a lot going right now. So first I'm thinking we jump into fantasy real quick. And then we'll talk about the other stuff later on. But for you, how are your teams doing? What's your in your leagues? And let's start off there. So I have three teams right now. Um, I believe all of them, except one. I'm one and one in two of them. And then I'm two and oh in one of them. Um, that sounded confusing off top. But I've picked Tyreek Hill. I think I'm just going to say in all three. I think I did. I don't remember where my draft was, like my position in every draft. I was near like the middle, but I picked Tyreek Hill. And I think that just was a phenomenal pick all around already. Like there's. Well, where did you pick him? Second round, maybe second or third round. Like I need, I wanted him. He was one of the guys I wanted. And there was a quarterbacks I'll talk about in a second. Two quarterbacks I wanted. Okay. But I wanted Tyreek bad and I got him. He's been good, and I, I love the Dolphins so much that I put in a bet for them to win the Super Bowl like two weeks ago. Like, I'm all the way in on the Dolphins. I think they're a really, really good team. I mean, they did just beat the Bills. Um, and if they can get home field for the playoffs, Sam, like, legit, they have an inside shot for the Super Bowl. I fucking love the Dolphins. I'm all the way in oh, on them. Sure. And I was yeah. a casual fan yeah, for them too. during I love, it, I love COVID. I, th- I think it was the Flores year when they were, like, 8-8, eight and eight and they were, like, battling in the – 2020 year i bought into them then when the bears were bad i was like the casual dolphin fan i think i remember talking about that but tyree kill one of the yeah, uh fits one of the you good ones magic i loved it <laughs> the other one another steal that i picked i mean i don't know if he's a steal he's a first round pick but a lot of people were low on garrett wilson and i'm like i don't know i just have this feeling that every young receiver that's drafted high is just that's gonna be a fucking I. dog yeah like it just he he's first off Joe Flacco has thrown like 150 passes in the first three games so yeah he's gonna see his targets which is awesome I think that's just awesome for Garrett Wilson but he has been a really good steal and I played him this week um great great player all around let me pull up another team uh but when I said quarterbacks I did have this strategy this year where I I haven't been caught with my pants down when it comes to quarterback, but I just don't sometimes get a quarterback that I want. And this year I put my foot down and I said, fuck it. There's two quarterbacks that I want. I don't want any other quarterback. I just want two. It was Josh Allen. Okay. I took Josh Allen in one Mm -hmm. of my leagues, I think, or two of them. And then I took Lamar Jackson. Okay. What a fucking idea that was for me, right? What an idea. Just Jack going mega brain. Got the two best quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Yeah. I mean, that could totally flip. Um, but holy shit, yeah, I got my guys. Um, and Lamar is just a walking 40 points. Um, and I and I have Nick Chubb on this team as well with one of my Lamar picks, but one of my just absolute letdowns so far. Um, George Kittle, just because he hasn't played, I have him in mm-hmm. one of my leagues. Me um too. But Darnell Mooney, and I think everyone that just drafted a Bears player was sick to their stomach when they decided to. Like said, like David Montgomery, now that he's hurt, people who drafted Cleo, Cleo Herbert, like genius. But Darnell Mooney, he's ranked on ESPN 112th. Like I, I want to throw up Sam 112th wide receiver that I drafted, 77th overall. Like what the fuck is going on there? 
what and I get it. We'll get into Justin Fields, but that is that is like just dragged me down. And I needed I need a receiver on this team because Traylon Burks from the Titans, like he's he's not getting it done. So um, those are some of them. I'm pulling up the last team, seeing if I forgot any names. Uh, I picked Cordero Patterson in two of my leagues. He's another guy where I was just like, dude, he can do it all. Why wouldn't I take him? He can maybe get a kick return for funsies, but he's like the entire Atlanta offense. So another another name. But all in all, like, yeah, I got strong quarterbacks. Running backs are fine. I have Eckler in another league. He's been okay. But, um, yeah, and I'm, I just rotate defenses and kickers, like hot hand. I don't really like ride or die. I have Nick Folk in one league, but I don't really give a shit. Um, oh, last, last name. Romeo Dobbs from the Packers. I was one of those guys where I was like, ah, let's pick one of the Packers receivers and see if he'll be good. I actually think he'll be really good. He looks fucking nasty. So I don't know. There was yeah. like four of them to pick from. So I picked one. It was like a, a good sports betting. You know, you pick, you pick yeah, one. Yeah, like, oh. blind pick. It was a blind pick. Total blind. He looked good in preseason. I took a little merit in that. Yes, yeah, so one of my leagues is a family league, so my team's pretty loaded in that. So I think I'm going to go undefeated all year because just I'm going to run through this lineup. The other ones I'm just picking players, but just giving an idea of who I started this week. How many teams? Josh Allen, Derek. It is this is a eight, okay. six or eight. Okay, eight. I'm going to assume family eight on this. Family. Yeah, I think yes. eight. I think eight. And then so it's Allen, Henry, Barkley. Jefferson, um, St. Brown on the Lions, Kelsey, A.J. Brown, Bills D, and then Carlson is my kicker. And then on my bench, it's Evans, Brees Hall, Hawkinson, Tom Brady, J.K. Dobbins, Christian Kirk, Bucks D. So, you know, that's going to be an undefeated team all year, just saying. Putting in What's right with now. the uh, carrying two defenses? Like, I respect the two you have, but that strategy, could you just expand on it a little? Because I'm so loaded at running back and wide receiver I guess. that I just needed to fill my other back spot with something. <laughs> that was really the logic behind it. That's fair. I was like, why not pick another defense that's just absolutely loaded? So if one of them just starts to play like shit, I have a backup. Yeah. So no, then totally on my real team, so on, so one of huh? So totally so now, fair. Now on my auction league. Yeah, so on my auction league, absolute steal that we got for like 20 bucks in the auction league, which I'm very proud of this traffic, is Nick Chubb. He has been tearing it up. He has been absolutely tearing it up for us. Then the other guy who I am really happy that we got because I'm about to make the official switch as our starting quarterback is Trevor Lawrence. Mm. I'm going to make Trevor Lawrence our starter. We have Derek Carr right now. But what I'm worried about is if Derek Carr finally starts to win games and pop off, what do we do? If you have two great quarterbacks that are averaging at least 20 a game, like this week, Lawrence averaged for us 28 off the bench. We're Right now, we're an 0-3 team. We're an 0-3 team, and we're losing by five points, like two to five. So we're like just missing the cut, and it's because we have running backs like AJ Dillon who put up three point three point eight points for us this week. We're just you know Javante Javante Williams on the Broncos, who was supposed to be one of our top two backs, 
nine points production wise. So we're getting killed because our running back play is so poor. I I didn't know I stayed away from Javante Williams, man. I was so afraid of him. And that Denver offense is so putrid right now. Like I have Cortland Sutton. I'm staring at him right here. He's been okay. I actually can't bellyache about him. He's been a top 20 receiver. I, I'm sorry for even bringing that up. That's such like petty problems. But either way, like, yeah, Javante Williams, man, he's been a letdown. I think that entire like Denver offense been bad. Who's like a flex on that team that can like try and pick up that slack? So Travis Etienne, we have Tony Pollard, who hasn't done much this year, has been very disappointing. I was like, he's not going to be as great as last year, but, like, let's hope we, like, match that a little bit. So it was just, like, we made picks that were, like – because also, too, in an auction league, we had to get him at fair value. Right. So it was all about finding value. Naturally. That was the hardest thing because, like, we didn't want to spend $80 on Saquon Barkley. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's where this strategy of having a number two back is such a challenge where A.J. Dillon, Javante Williams – Tony Pollard, if one of them hits, we're chilling the rest of the year. But until that happens, we're in very unfair territory. And then the other guy who has been an absolute bust, we're like, when you say it, you're like, of course. But with the logic we were using, we thought he would average 10 to 15 a game is Brandon Cooks. Yeah. He's been horrid. Horrid. So that's the disappointment in that league. And then the other guy, the other two guys that I absolutely love this year are Christian Kirk and Brees Hall. Very high on both of them. Brees Hall, I think, is just starting to pick it up. And last but not least, I have a huge, huge hate campaign going on against Hunter Henry. George Kittle was out. I needed a tight end for two weeks. Two weeks. And Hunter Henry put up 1.8 points. Zero points. And that's why I got out of Hunter Henry the first two weeks of the NFL season. That'll lose you some games. That'll lose you some games. Now, I... What lost me games? That's just Hunter Henry. Should I put out a tweet? Yeah. yeah. Thinking about it. I have a couple of names that I've just had on my bench that I, I haven't played, and I've been punching myself in the in the pants for it. Um, one of those names, Samuel's mine. James Robinson. I, I've just yep. been blind, been absolutely blind to him, and, and I'm I'm so sorry to him. I thought ETN would be more, but yeah, Curtis Samuel. I mean, he's like on the waiver wires in some leagues, which I, I don't know how. Um, I picked up Cole Beasley. And I'm picking up Brian Robinson in every league because I love the storyline of him getting shot and then coming back and scoring touchdowns and being like Ooh. that dude. I don't know. I just, I'm buying into it all the way. Um, but I bought Cole Beasley. I bought some stock in that. And I think, I think he might be like disgusting with Tom Brady. Tell me why, like, he wouldn't be, though. You know, he, the only reason he wasn't on a team was because of that vaccine bullshit. And now, yep. He's with Tom Brady, and Tom yep. needs some guys to get open. I, like, give him two, three weeks. He'll be scoring, like, 12 points. And, he and if he doesn't, and if he doesn't, you know who's coming back? Hmm. Jules, I'm telling you. Him he really – Week nine. Week <laughs> nine. They no. come back, and they're like, hey, Tommy, we want you to win one more ring before you walk it off, walk off because – 
Your life's going to be really messy if you don't. Here's what we're doing for you. One more ring. And that's what that's how it's going to end. And you know where they're going to win? You know who they're going to beat to win it? Don't say the Dolphins. No. New England. No Brian fucking Hoyer, chance. Brian Hoyer is going to lead the Patriots. I'm oh, my gosh. Now you're just happen. now you're just delusional. I they don't have a single. Oh my God, Sam, you're on something right now. I want whatever you smoked this morning. I want whatever the Bears smoked on Sunday. Um, preferably Justin Fields because he looked like he was fucking stoned at quarterback. Well, if it was Matt Nagy's team, we would have lost by thirty in that game. There would have been no hope in the second half. Yes. So it's like our our new Matt Eberflus. He's cooking the right. He's cooking the right stuff over there. He's they're the sh- it right, dude. They're the shittiest two and one team. Yep. You don't. You don't apologize. They win games. It fucks our draft positions. Like low key, it's kind of sad. But like they have a ton of cap, so like, who cares? And they said that they want to get made someone. The playoffs. No, Sam. The don't. No. Stop. What if we make the playoffs and have the cap? All right. Well, they're we already going to have to put everything. The, we lose in the wild card. We lose in the wild card. But we have the cap space. So we show that there's potential. We still have some veteran presence in Eddie Jackson, Robert Quinn on defense. If we're trying to get some more defense, guys, you know, obviously offense needs work, but like. Well, going to the offense, like I just saw a report that the Bears are going to try and get someone before the deadline at receiver. Do you have like any names at the top of your head that you could not like maybe you want, but theoretically see? On the Bears, because I have a couple that I've just, like, circled in my brain. I'm like, yeah, let's make a call for him and just see what's up. Ooh. Honestly, no, because I just have no real hope right now still. I'm just in denial. So All who right. are your names? That's... And let's see if some fly. Let's see if some come at me. All right. So the first name, um, I don't know what you're going to say. He's a free agent, so it's not really a trade, but Will Fuller. How do we feel? Like he's available. Oh, I would take a flyer for sure. Okay. All right. So that's one good name I think would be fun to bring in. Um, Devontae Parker on the Patriots. How do we feel? Yeah. Yep. I would do it. Okay. Um, well, I, but I'm a sucker for tall receivers. Yeah, I you, love tall receivers. I guess. Yeah. So. And, you know, the Bears need like a tall receiver. So, yeah, I guess we're kind of hitting right there. Um Another name you kind of said earlier, Brandon Cooks. I mean, we just saw oh, that he yeah. couldn't be utilized by the right. Texans. Let's just make him opposite Mooney. Draft a big receiver this year. That could work. Um, how do we feel about Chase Claypool? Oh, so I had one come to me, which is trade a third-round pick, Deontay Johnson. Dude, I've watched Deontay Johnson for two and a half, however fucking long he's been in the NFL. He's so good at getting open, and I just – like. I get nervous every time. The that's ball what comes. I'm saying. Throw a third round pick right there. That's, that's high value. That's too much. Receiver. Give him a fail. No. Stop, no. Sam. Last name, Tyler Lockett. But, okay, so you talk about draft picks. What do you give up there? Because they're going to want a second at least for Lockett. I see. Like, I don't know how much like asking they could get for Tyler Lockett right now. I mean, I'm going to look up how old he is. I just anticipate he's, still, he's like 28, I think. Yeah, 29. He's 29. Right. So he's, he's, one or two years as the veteran receiver on that Bears team. 
Well, here's here's the thing with his contract. So, like, he's got this year for 10.5 on cap hit, then the year after it's 16.7, and then there's a potential out. They could cut him for 14, and then it goes 24 million, 24 million for, until 2025, right? So he plays until he's 33 on this contract. I Let's just be honest. Seattle can't really sit there and be like, hey, we think we're a Tyler Lockett away from winning. So like, we're going to hold on to him. You're going to have to outbid what we want for him. It's like, they don't really have leverage here. They could get rid of him just as easily as the bears could think about getting rid of like a Roquan same mindset, you know, where it's like, I don't think the bears would, but it's like, they're not a Roquan away from winning. So if someone gives them a good enough deal, sure. I don't know if it's a second. I mean, that's a ton of fucking money and the bears have the space. So maybe they look at the Bears and they're like, yeah, maybe you got to give us a third or a fourth. But, like, truly, it's Tyler Lockett. What about if DK hit the market? I'd give, See, a, I'd give up a second for Lockett, DK. I'd give up a second. Lockett. I'd give up two we already, seconds. We already have DK. Mooney. We already have Mooney at, you know, a smaller build receiver to add Lockett. That's two. That's so much money invested in two small wideouts. Which I'm just not a fan of. Thank you for speaking reason into me. This is very good. Stop. If you're going to invest, why not go after DK? That's it's great. <laughs> but if it doesn't, you got a tall, big decoy for your small receivers and your tight ends. Tall, big decoy. Nice, like Kevin White. I would give up two seconds. Yeah. Would you not? Oh, for sure I would. Okay. Because. And he's still on his rookie deal. And the Bears could extend him, theoretically. Right. Um, That's what I'm saying. It would come. Well, they franchise him too. No, they're going to franchise Roquan, I think. I think they're going to franchise him, let that like fizzle for a little because Roquan's going to get paid a fucking load of money on that tag. So he'll be happy. He'll play. Bears will be in the Super Bowl next year if they draft well. If look, if they get like an Ohio State receiver, they don't draft an Ohio State quarterback, just an Ohio State receiver, they'd be good. You know, they'd be good. But Bears, Texans, Lovey's return. Bears won. You you can't you don't you don't apologize. They won. It was gross. It's because Matt Eberflus wore the hat. I'm telling you, he wore Lovey's hat against Lovey. Yeah. And used Lovey's superpower against him. That's my take. But what's your take on Fields right now? My take on Fields is he has no offensive line. I think they're a little better than you could give them. Are they better than last year's? What do you think? The offensive line. A little bit, but then again, there are guys like James Daniels, who's been like balling out for the Steelers this year, playing great. Like one of the top five, top 10 guards right now in the NFL, where if, if, if we just had him, I think we'd be 10 times better, but we let him go. I agree with that. That's a fair so that's point. That's where I'm like, even though he didn't play great last year, I still think having a guy like that was better for us than what we have now. I think it, I think it's difficult, especially when like you look at the Tevin Jenkins pick, you realize he's more of a right guard now that Larry Borum's there, and it's like, well, that doesn't really fit. J- Daniels needed more money. Polls probably didn't want to pay money. I don't even know if it was a polls or pace decision at that moment. I think it was a polls. Polls. All right. Yeah. He's a 26 year old guard. Yeah. I look, and you want to give, I I think he did enough for the offensive line. I think Mustafer needs to not be the center anymore. I think if Patrick is center, Jenkins is guard, Mm -hmm. 
They'll look a lot better. They just, bro, I can't wait to see what they do for like a receiver. That's it. Like I, yeah, no, I don't really well, give a shit about the also, defense. Like it's gonna be what too, it is. Yeah. Also, too with Fields though, it's just kind of like I think now that they're building the culture right, he's not getting fixated on, you know, what do I have to do with you know, shitty coaching and shitty this, shitty that. Compared to, hey, this is like you know a marathon, and we're not trying to sprint. We're just trying to go one game at a time, one year at a time. And I think part of that too leads to a lot of growing pains. I think this year you often, you know, often should be slowing down for him, but I think he's going through some of those growing pains as well. Oh yeah. You know, quarterbacks have bad games. Aaron Rodgers had an awful week one. So that's where I'm not going to react to that too highly yet. But then, um, then the other thing that, um, I think we got to talk about too is, um, NFL launching a, flag football league or flag football pro bowl game next year or this year with a whole week of skills competition like the nba how do you feel about that a lot better than the fucking pro bowl i could say that everybody knows nobody wants to do the pro bowl you you could get hurt and if you don't get hurt you're not trying so then it's like well we're not even watching football they're not even tackling I don't give a fuck. This is probably going to be way cooler. I I think it'll be way better. That's what I was going to say. I'm actually going to watch this year. Yep. Well, well, hopefully we'll watch it years two through ten after. You know, hopefully we like it keeps our attention and they actually like keep spicing it up a little. I think I think it'd be fun if they actually did something like outside of football. Sometimes maybe like basketball. I have an event idea for the skills competition: kicker home run derby. How far out Ooh. could kickers outkick each other? Ooh, just just let them line then, them up. Yeah, but then they have like a net with like different scoring targets or something like, like top golf. Goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like you know whoever does it in like a one minute period or something wins. You know what I mean? Like the home run derby, where just they have I to love rip that. them. I love that. I love that. I really do. I think either way. Any any way you can make the all star aspect of like football better than what it has and been for the last like fifteen years? Some of these athletes are yeah. yeah. I think the skills competition like they've they've shifted away from it the last like ten years. But like when we were growing up, they were doing a lot of it, and then now they're starting to tickle it. But now they're really going all the way back in. So I'm happy. Uh, another change that has come is Amazon on Thursday night. Um, yeah. Personally. It's the same. I, That's you know, I, yeah, it's a broadcast. Except I, I, I just don't like Kirk at um NFL. I just yeah. don't like watching him on Thursdays. It's just not as authentic to me. It might not be as authentic because it's not like him talking about some some Rutgers backup outside linebacker that's making yeah. his debut against Ohio State on like a an eleven a.m. I get that, but I also. I want no. to start my mornings with Kirk. I don't want to. I know he knows what he's talking Kirk. about, you know, and I can trust him because he's watched it. He, he, I think he's a he's a watch tape guy from how he talks. So I feel like he knows what he's talking about. So at the end of the day, I'm like, shit, I might actually learn something from Kirk because I love. Oh, Pollard's taking one off right now, Sam. Oh, let's oop, go. Oop, a little 50 yard run. Let's Not go. A big deal. Nice, nice deal for him. I like him because he, he knows what he's talking about. But also it's Al Michaels, right? I'm not crazy. It's him and Al Michaels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's not a weird combination. It's just 
the voices don't go together yet. They don't like. I had to guess. Yeah, I had to guess if it was Al Michaels because Kirk and Al don't go together necessarily. They just doesn't really strike me as like a go-to combo. It's the same. I don't. I don't really know if I enjoy. How do you like watching off a streaming service compared to tuning in on your TV? It's fine because I I watch. I have um, Amazon on my TV. So it's like right, right. Me too. Doesn't matter. But like, do you think that this is where I'm leading with this? Do you think more streaming services should buy the rights to games and just recruit sports network analysts over to make it easier, or should ESPN, Fox Sports, all those types of networks keep sports? Um. I think inevitably like, they won't be able to control Netflix. Them all. No, yeah, I don't imagine think they'll be able to control them all. Look at Hulu. Hulu's already like trying to get live sports rights. Now you see Amazon's got a whole day of the week for football. Um, you've seen Peacock's dabbled into it, getting some rights. Not like exclusive, but still the fact that they can stream it. At some point, if you throw a big enough bag, like yeah, definitely. And you just saw with this whole Aaron Judge home run thing. Um, Apple TV was holding it and it's like, uh, yeah, this could be a really historic moment for the largest baseball team in the history of the fucking league that, you know, a majority of people aren't going to be able to see because they don't have Apple TV. So that's just the nature of it. Now, I don't know if it, here's the thing, dude, social media kind of just like evens that playing field because you'll see it right away. It's just a matter of like, do you get to watch it live? And I think a lot of people are starting to get to the point where like, oh, I don't fucking care if I don't watch it live. Cause I'll see the highlight on Twitter within like seconds. You know, yeah. that's just, that's the sickening reality of it. Where like, I would rather sit here and watch Monday night football and see like what happens when and experience that. And like red zone's good. I enjoy red zone, but like red zone's not that pure to me. Like I just, it's like yeah. constant, it's constant action. It's not, it's not what it should be. So yeah, it's um, not authentic football. What I don't like about Thursday night, though, and this could just be nitpicky, I do not like Richard Sherman, Whitworth, Carissa, Fitz. I, I don't like them. Gonzalez. They just, it, it, Tony, they're so fucking forced together. They just look like a bunch of, like, yeah. fifth graders in some classroom that look, don't fit. I literally watched it this week, and I was like, Tony, go back to Fox. Like, come on. Like, they don't get along. They don't know each other. And Whitworth, it looks like he just, I don't know. He doesn't look like he's ready for TV. Sherman okay, does. So can I tell you what I've kind of called Amazon's like lineup of people? What? This is my comparison. They're the live of the NFL. I was going to call them the 2022 the Lakers. The 2021-2022 Lakers. Uh, I was going to say, no, they're the live. <laughs> they just buy talent, but they don't fit together. That's my take. Yeah. Or it could be like that Eagles team that they called themselves a, like a God Squad super team when it was like Vince Young, oh, yeah. Namdi Asamoa. They just yeah, yeah, yeah. they went like seven and ten or whatever. That was a fun year, <laughs> six and ten. Yeah, they, I don't I don't really care for it. It's just football. I I usually mute them. There's really Sam. Like let's just let's just go right here. What? This kind of goes off like what we've been talking about the broadcast. But like, what is your favorite? pre-game like football analyst crew you know like there's a ton of networks now that have like a good pre-game maybe halftime like what group or what network like gets you going oh well like now i probably i mean 
I have to go with the line of CBS right now with Tony and Jim Nance. I think that's the best. Overall, I like Fox, but I hate, I mean, I hate Joe Buck, so I can't ever say ESPN now. I hate Joe Buck. Can't stand Joe Buck. Well, I mean, his voice is dry, but like it doesn't get old. Oh, dude, he just has his dyed hair, his hair plugs. He just is cocky. Like, oh, I, I just can't stand Joe Buck. He, th- like, he thinks he's funny, you ever too. his Instagram? Yeah, he no. thinks he cracks jokes. I will say for baseball, I like Joe Buck. But that's just because he was announcing the 2016 World Series. So, like, when I hear him on baseball, it's sentimental. But now he's done with baseball. He's too good for baseball now. Just like everybody else, he just moved full football. Baseball's dying. He's really soft. He doesn't want to be with that. Joe Buck knows football's king. He doesn't want to be with no baseball. How about you? Fuck. I don't know. All right. So, Jack, how about you? What crew? It's going to sound weird, but I kind of have a weird – I enjoy the Al Michaels Kirk grow on me. Because Kirk knows what he's talking about, but it's Al Michaels' like voice, and I feel like he can let it fly a little on Amazon. Like I think they've given Al a little more leash. I'm sure he was like, guys, I came over here. Give me some more fucking leash. I'm not on TV. I'm on the internet. I hope. And I hope because like even though that was like Amazon's biggest weekend of like subscription acquisition ever. <sighs> You gotta hope that Al Michaels is gonna have to like let it fly eventually. Hopes, yeah, he has to step it up. So that's where I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm kind of having fun because I'm not a fan of Mike Tirico. Like he's just so heard his voice enough. Tony Romo, yeah, Tony. I mean, Jim Nance is good with Tony, but sometimes he ruins the play. Sometimes he like tells the coach yeah, how he, to coach. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So yeah, I, I I do I do think football is all the way back though when we are sitting here talking about which broadcasters are in and out and like which ones we enjoy. That is just that's the beauty of it. But like those oh, yeah. people impact and, our lives so much. And our other favorite part of football season is seeing lots and lots of mistakes by some of the goofiest players. So I'll rattle one of my favorite ones off is. Jimmy G, the starting quarterback of the 49ers, um, walk into the back of the end zone for safety. Yeah. No, that's – what's funny is that I – That lost them the game, basically, because it was 11-10 once the final score of the game. Yeah, that's the difference. I, I funny enough, played Madden um, a couple days ago. Someone literally was on the one-yard line, two-yard line. They ran shotgun. They dropped back out the back of the end zone. I was like, Wow. And then Jimmy G did it, and I'm like, hmm, I could see why you might do it, but uh, to see someone do it after Dan Orlovsky is always nice. There's no like, quarterbacks are human. Um, I think it would have been cooler, funnier if it was like Russell Wilson, and it was just that oh, continuation yeah, just of pile what the, on. Yeah, 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 just pile on. To everything you know, going on over there. can we just take one more moment? Is he washed, or are they just figuring it out? I mean, if he's washed, they paid a lot of money for a washed quarterback. I can tell you that much. <laughs> and you know who I was thinking about is probably so happy about all this is um John Alway because yeah. they basically like kicked him out of the org after he ran him for ten plus years. So he's probably rolling around laughing right now. Yeah, at I what just, this team's doing. I just saw a stat kind of 
during Monday Night Football. Micah Parsons has four sacks through the first two weeks. The Giants have three as a team. And I just watched him bulldoze like two people by himself. I It always amazes me, Sam, when you see someone that's really good and really young in the NFL and you're like, wow, he's not even like done getting good yet. Yeah, he, dude. He, dude he, he, and he didn't play he that year of college football. <laughs> I know. He gives me Aaron Donald vibes in terms of a defensive machine. Yeah, he could just do so many different things. He can't be stopped. You know, we don't we I don't know if we've seen fuck, it's crazy to say this, but like we haven't seen someone like Micah Parsons, have we? Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> See, and now that's the that's the thing. We Micah haven't... Parsons is like, oh, so you're saying No, I, I know, but that's the craziest part about it. Lawrence Taylor is like sometimes called a the goat, and he's like a, from a different era of football, but like the way yeah, he before Aaron Donald, he was the goat. The right, whoa, really, Sam? I, I'm not saying I'm saying until Aaron Donald's done, <laughs> I'm not giving him the title. But right. I mean, he's made a first team All Pro every year since he's he's made the Pro Bowl All Pro every year since he's come into the NFL. Yeah, and then he literally was he's part one of the defense he won player of the year time yeah. and time again. Now a Super Bowl champ. He's done everything in the book. Yeah, I guess you're not far off. And Micah Parsons is possibly in that same player type as Lawrence Taylor. I know we're going, like, way off the board, but just, like, watch someone like that. Like, who would yeah, that's you – what I'm saying is, like, I, love... I give him the comp of Lawrence Taylor. Let's play – I love the comp game. Let's go Roquan Smith. Roquan Smith. We've had a higher comps before. Um, you know who I'm going to give him? Because there's only one guy, and it's kind of a little bit of a different comp, but give him a little bit of a Lance Briggs comp. Okay, explain it. Expound. Because Briggs just got, like, when Roquan used to, like, always get a shit ton of tackles, that's what Briggs did. He just got a ton of tackles and let our secondary do their thing. Like, just okay. a ton of tackles, a ton of pressures. But didn't look like he wasn't a sacks guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. So I pulled up, <clears throat> I pulled up three different articles. Um, here, here are the names that are he's in the conversation with in all of these articles: Bleacher Report, uh, NFL.com, and Cheesehead.tv. So we're gonna go to Cheesehead.tv last, best for last. Um. First one, Bleacher Report. They have him as Thomas Davis, Navarro Bowman, and Ray Lewis. I think he's a little too small for Ray Lewis, but that's fun to be like yeah. a part of. Um, NFL has him with Deion Jones, that uh, linebacker from the Falcons. That's a pretty shitty yeah. comparison. He's been a boss. Yeah, he's just kind of like, I don't know, Roquan's way fucking better than him. Um, Cheesehead didn't give me anything. They don't have any names. Um, I couldn't think of a good one either. I he's just so. I, mean, I think Roquan Smith could play running back. He's that type of athlete. Like he just reminds me of like a legit running back that plays linebacker. And I don't like the way he tackles Sam. He like spider. Oh my God, CD Lamb is mid. He just dropped a wide open ball. 
he uh, this is so bad for podcasts. I lost my train of thought. He legit just dropped a wide open ball. Sam, I people are gonna see this. He's butt naked. See ya. Have a good day. Drop. Ooh. I can't even. That's one guy that I didn't touch this year. Um, I didn't buy into the Cowboys. I don't know. Pollard, I was banging the no, drum. You know, me. I was I never I did buy last into year. the Cowboys. I did last year. I bought I banged that drum this year. No point. Um, God, I lost my train of thought from that. That's such a bad drop. You're gonna see it on Twitter, ladies and gentlemen. It was so bad. Where are we going to next? Well, I think we gotta go Iowa football. So we beat Rutgers. We beat them. Beat them by a lot. I was the only person um, where I was that was like, yeah, guys, I don't know if I like Iowa spread today. I kept saying it. I was just like, oh, guys. I was worried. No, I, 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 I continually was, said it. Cool and, and it was a sold out Iowa crowd there, basically. It was an Iowa cool. home game. Normally, I have full confidence for those. Not this time. So, here's the problem, Sam. They scored two defensive touchdowns. It's not sustainable. It's not. They can't do that all the time. Yeah, Petrus threw one good ball. Yeah, like, it's Rutgers. I'm not convinced. I'm so just, like, I'm – Yes, they needed to win this going into the Michigan game to have, like, an actual chance. But, like, you saw the graphic today, and it was, like, Iowa playing top, like, five opponents at home the last six games. They They beat Penn State. They beat Michigan State in 2010, Michigan 2016, Penn State in 17. They lost to Penn State. Then they yeah. beat Ohio State. They beat Penn State. And now it's Michigan this year. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. yeah, when we beat Penn State last year. It's like, yeah. bro, we know how this Michigan game's gonna go. And yeah, Kinnick might be different. I'm I'm calling it right now. I will win 17-14. Fuck, dude. I, I our li- offense is gonna be shit. Our offense is gonna be horrible. But our defense is gonna claw us through it. And if we lose. It's going to be a bloodbath like the Big Ten Championship, but they have to step it up. They were embarrassed on national TV. You know what? And it's in Kinnick. Big Ten Championship, and it's in Kinnick. Yeah. You know what, Sam? Big I'm noon like... kickoff is coming back. Urban Meyer is going to hit Summit Friday night before the game. Sam, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm so all the way. I'm going to the check the weather right now for Iowa City. I want to see what it's like on Saturday. It's going to be 73. Oh, perfect. Sunny, beautiful game day, a little light wind, not too bad for the kickers. Probably will be too bad. CeeDee Lamb dropped another ball. Ladies and gentlemen. Does, does Urban Meyer go to Outrays or um, Summit? Which one? Friday oh, night. Shit. No, yeah, Saturday night, though, after two. So no, Friday- I'm saying no before the game. No, 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 no. I'm saying he comes in okay. Friday. Has to has to go to Joseph's or someone for a steak Friday night. I think he goes to Joe. Boys. I think he goes to Joe's place, and I think he's going up top. Oh, you think he just chills? You just think he just kicks back, fire pit chills? I think he fire pits for a little. Has his little okay. like group, um, because that's his way of like he could turn his back, you know, to kind of just be be his quarter own. zip or no quarters. Quarter zip, zip okay. naturally. I I I like the Urban Meyer look, so I'll, I'll 
respect the quarter zip. Um, now, after the game, I think he's either going to Roxy's. I think he would be a real big Roxy's fan. Now. Oh, he could be. He um, could be. Oh Chilling in the corner. God, I could see him at Roxy's in the cassette corner. Just like uh-huh. being a lurker. Yup. Roxy's. That or Brothers. Th- those would be my two for him on like a Saturday night after the well, game. Now, is, bro- is Brothers still going to be in business after the Great Flood? The Great Flood of Brothers. So I saw that video. Are they still closed? I have no clue. I don't really We got to talk to our reporters on the ground. Yeah, I can't believe like... I really don't care if it's open yeah, or not. I would be at Roxy's. Did you ever go to Tap Tap? That place. No, I haven't cool. been to Tap Tap yet. If anyone's uh, still in Iowa City, been to Iowa City, Tap Tap is where like Union used to be, and or around there, like they've kind of split it up. But yeah, it's it's like Stranger Things had uh, a drinking problem. And everyone was just getting hammered playing in the arcade. It's awesome. It's really and it's a great time. The Tap Tap's taking over the Iowa City bars. But you know who I'm going to say this game is going to cement him as like an Iowa star for the next two, three years is Cooper DeGene. Yeah, dude, he's going to have another pick. He's, he's going to have another pick. Dude, sophomore. Dude. He's an NFL. We're chilling when when Riley when Riley dips after this year. We got Cooper and X, dude. Cooper and X are going to be running the show for the next two to three years. And Van Ness, you know, like dude, he's leading. He's leading pressures right now. He's coming after it. I I truly don't know how Iowa always does it. It has to just be Phil Parker at this point, you know. Like that defense literally just wills them away. Lavar Woods and the special teams wills first them away. Two years, yeah, first two years they lock them in the weight room. Don't let them out. <laughs> they don't. They, that's a really good point. They do lock them in there, and they're like, "I right, see you in uh, seven hundred days." <laughs> yeah. I uh, would you. Literally. What would you give their percentage chance of winning with Kinnick? 11 a.m., you know, it's just a shitty day, shitty game. I wish it was a night game. That's Same. what I wish. But um, I say 85% chance. I'm going high. Because you know what? I thought we were going to be a 2-2 two and two team and we're a 3-1 and one team. I cannot I, – I, I just I just can't – I can't lowball a 3-1 and one Iowa team playing <laughs> at Kinnick against a top five appoint, opponent. Like, think about it, dude. Like – Last year against Penn State, we caused a lot of communication issues for that Penn State offense where there were a lot of penalties, a lot of late snaps. We can do that for Michigan, too. Like Jim Harbaugh said it today, it's a place where you don't want to play. Like, they know how to win games. He knows it's going to be tough. He doesn't care how badly ranked our offense is. But you know what the differential is right now in our defensive ranking and our offense ranking? We're ranked sixth defense, 130 offense. How many in teams college are football. there in FBS? Like uh, 130, I bet. That's oh yeah, it's like it's like 135 or something. We're we're down there. But our defense defense is pulling through. 
I can't imagine there's an offense worse than Iowa's. And if that's a fact, God bless those five yeah. bases. Totally. <laughs> Nebraska? No, they can score points. It's the, their special teams. Their special teams probably is ranked like a hundred millionth. Fucking horrible. Oh, can I just get this one emotional note in quick before we? Oh, keep for pivoting? sure, of course. Uh, White Sox officially died last night. Oh yeah, and go. um, and is Tony going to come back? I hope not. I had this talk earlier. Um, do I think he'll come back? I don't know. Do I want him to? No. Am I nervous? Fuck yeah. See, when I first saw that he wasn't coming back the rest of the year officially, I was like, there's no way they bring him back. I just think it's a very Jerry Reinsdorf baseball move for him to bring him back. He's gone by April. And then you guys are just waiting and waiting and waiting upon mediocrity to get a new coach to see what happens next. And a little part of you guys. Yeah. Yeah. I say you bring Rick back. That's what I have to say. Bring Rick back. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I think we probably run with Cairo, knowing the White Sox. <clears throat> we'll probably go with him I think until so he loses. Too. That's what... It's whatever. I mean, like. And the Cleveland Guardians took mm. your division. Not only did they take your division, their roster is made up of like 18 guys who made the rookie debuts this year. Look, I will say. Now the White Sox aren't the hunted. They're the hungry dog. And I've always said the hungry dog runs faster. So next year's going to go crazy. But how fast do they run when, like, they can't even make it past the first round of the playoffs? Like, or, or down, or past the They first, don't run that fast. Or past the first base, base path because they usually fucking pull a hamstring. I know. Believe me. Also, oh, here's another name, Sam. I just watching the Giants for the Bears. We keep doubling down on this. People are going to love this. How do we feel about – ooh, what a catch. Kenny Galladay. Ooh, he's going to get cut. Disgruntled wide receiver. He'll yeah, probably get cut. Big boy. Let's get after it. Why, why not? Do you know where he, he went to Detroit. high school? He's been in the division. Uh-oh. St. Providence? St. Rita. Or St. Rita, I mean. That's what I was going to say. I'm just such a big Rita guy that, like, you know, I merge the two goats, you know, Providence and Rita all in one. So I just kind of want to give everyone a little gambling tip. Um, Whenever. Take the St. Rita over. No, whenever you bet a football game, here's the the thing you got to do. By the way, we have a home phone still because my grandmother only knows that phone number. Whenever you're betting. Whenever you're betting a game, always bet that halftime will be a tie. It'll be minus or plus a thousand, plus nine hundred, whatever. This Monday night game, Dallas <clears throat> is leading six to three over the Giants. Giants have the ball nearly at midfield. I'm gonna guess they don't score a touchdown here. They're probably gonna get three. You telling me they're gonna fucking halftime plus 900 plus a thousand you can bet every single game how many games do you think like tie every week sam you know what i'm saying like at halftime yeah just a good game yeah. all you're rooting for is good football i don't need like i'd say yeah. around eight games eight Dude. games yeah. like a week i'm saying or a tie usually yeah that's just like a little tip for you and everyone else that's listening bet your bet your ties just bet good football Jack coming through with the tips a little tip right there and the White Sox oh, are way dead, all the way dead. Cubs have been dead, but dude, 
I am so happy dude, they're Cubs, finally done. Dude, the Cubs are be dangerous next year. Got the South Bend Cubs winning the chip. We got <laughs> that is all fun. all the dude the Smokies going Smokies. for the championship. Iowa Cubs not so great, but that's okay. Triple A is irrelevant in minor league baseball, in my opinion, because you know kind of the guys who think they're good and you know it's just bombs. Triple A is bombs, in my opinion. But um, the Cubs, dude, got money in the bank. Wrigley's been selling out. If we don't spend this year, I will start questioning my loyalty. I'm making a public statement right now. Yeah, but Chelsea, or who does the Ricketts family own? What soccer team? No, they lost out on that. Oh, fuck. I thought that they owned Chelsea. I thought oh, they got thank him. God. Thank God. <sighs> yeah, it looks like they got to funnel that money back in. Maybe they'll go... <sighs> Gonna pay Contreras a bag. Sam, would you rather have Trey Turner or Carlos Correa? You could only like bid either for one of them. Why? I don't like either of them. Well, Carlos Correa, I just hate because he is a cheater, but okay. I, I just still hold that grudge. I, I can't watch him play baseball because I just assume he's cheating on some level. And then Trey Turner. I like, but I every year I think he's going to start to suck. It's just I don't know what it is. It's like Trey Turner. I'm always wait. I always just feel like he's too good for what he should be. He's too good. He just needs to like regress at some point, and he hasn't. I've just waited for the regression. Like it's so bad. But <laughs> even with the Nationals, when they trade him to the Dodgers, I was like, wow, they overpaid. That was my first reaction. I was like, he's going to drop off. Like he's just doing it for a big contract. And I'm like, he's gonna drop off, like the Chris Bryant effect. That's what that's what's worn on me. I'm telling you. Yeah, I mean, he's looked like the best player on the fucking Dodgers. So I know he's looked great, but I'm just saying that I thought he was gonna regress. But like, trade. I I'm happy with who we have in the minors. A shortstop to spend on a shortstop. There's other places where I'd want to spend, such as in the outfield. We Fair. need. We need help. We need help in a bat. We need help in a bat. Aaron Judge. That's what I care about. That's what I'm saying, dude. Judge's chamber in Wrigley? Oh, boy, dude. Oh, boy. That would be something, dude. That would be something. He holds court at Wrigley Field. Imagine the White Sox. times a year. Imagine the White Sox signed him. And how, like, imagine just – Bear with me. Oh, he would even, suck no, after that. No, he no, no. I'm not even, I'm not even sure. saying this is realistic. But, like, yeah, A, he would suck. But, B, imagine this outfield being Eloy, Aaron Judge, <laughs> and Andrew Vaughn or Gavin Sheets. Like, that would be what that the would be The show would be fun next year. <laughs> it would be so much fun. But watching them run around in real life trying to field, like, gappers, I would just oh, <laughs> not want to watch. Yeah. No, what they would do is they'd have a fourth outfielder. They'd put like sheets at like mid. No, you like, can't at, like, remember. Can't ban the shift next year. Can't do oh, it. Oh, I forgot shift. about that. Oh, now that now Sox got to play straight up, and they're fucked. <laughs> yeah, they're screwed. Yeah, they're screwed. They are. They don't know how to play fundamental baseball. Hopefully, Cairo instills some oh, of that. Oh, that's great. That is good so stuff. Great. You know what else and is great? Last but not least, huh? Get to it. Before before I talk about the thing I thought I think you're gonna talk about, I gotta talk about my boy, Jello Ball, one year non guaranteed contract with the Charlotte Hornets again. 
dude, Jello Mellow. It's coming, bro. Is Dip, it? dude. Dude, dude, Dip and G3, dude, are going to get after it this year. Like, G3 is going to earn a roster spot and just chuck threes like Steph Curry. He's going to have a 20% three-point percentage, and it's going to be so fun to watch because it's G3, dude. Like, G3 is going to make it to the league, like, for real, for real this year. I'm telling you. I've been saying it for years. G3 is making it to the league, like, officially. And I could not be any happier. The fan of ball in the family in me is so happy right now. So I'm steal the sunglasses in China on the UCLA trip when the whole ball family flew out for the China game, okay? Stole the sunglasses. G3 had no explanation for it. He had none because he, he was that big of an idiot. Then they go to Lithuania, and that is some of the best social media content I've ever watched in my life <laughs> happen. Like, I will one day go to Lithuania just to visit that hotel they were at because it was that iconic. I will make that trip. I truly, truly forgot about Leangelo. I truly forgot about him. Bro, he's a model. He's a rapper. Dude, how do you forget about G3? G3 is unforgettable. The fact that he goes by G3 is It's so cold. He needs a jacket, bro. Dude, when it's negative 20, he's like, it's so cold. I need a jacket. Like, no shit, you need a jacket, bro. He just has awesome realizations at awesome times. Like, he's just the goat of the ball family. I'll, I'll say right now. He's he is the, the goat, goat of, the ball. of the ball family. Yeah. I kind of want him on the Bulls. Oh, I don't want him on the Bulls. I like watching him from afar basketball-wise. Why not? Dude, we have one brother of a star player already, and I am more than happy with that. We have Costas, baby. I know. We already talked about Costas. but like That's what, what I'm we, saying. But what so we, I'm saying, like, one's enough. Sam, no. We have, dude, we have Goran Dragic. We don't have Zoran. Zoran was the better bro- brother. In I my forgot about Zoran. Yeah, guy. dude. So we have Goran. We already have two NBA brothers, dude. Oh. And we have Lonzo. We have three. We have three. Dude, we have three. We're chilling. Yeah. I'm fine. The only it. thing the only thing I would do I still want him. is trade Tony Bradley for Cody Zeller to the Jazz. And then that really like Don't oh, tell me Tony Bradley's still on the fucking bowls. Yeah, dude. I know. I know. I mean you wouldn't be happy about that today. And with NBA Media Day today. Something really shocking happened, which is um, Jimmy Butler has hair that, like, how would you describe his hair? I, I don't even know. Like, it's, like, you know, really long dreads, I guess, but, like, kind of moppy, but, like, not moppy because they're, like, so tightly, like, done. So, like, what would you compare his hair for, like, to? It's got a very Rastafarian vibe to it. Like, I, I'm reading through this article right now talking about Jimmy Butler's hair, and I'm he, I'm seeing that he got roasted on social media. He's gonna have, he, dude. He's just gonna have it like tied up during a game and like have that headband. He said he's gonna cut it sooner than later. Oh, he's gonna. So cut my it. biggest thing is oh. yes. Why? Why show it? 
Like, why? Like, oh, because why he wants to stir the pot. Because now people are talking about him. I love it. It was genius. Good job, Jimmy. I mean, dude, he went from being homeless to having people talk about his fucking hair, Sam. He, this guy just made <laughs> That's it. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I, I mean, if he put it like this, I think he did. He made it. <laughs> and, and did you notice anything different about Jimmy Butler besides the hair? He shaved. Yeah. Shaved. No more beard for Jimmy and Buckets, dude. I kind of like it. He looks young. Yeah. And Kyle Lowry is getting called fat. He took over for Zion Williams this year. Pretty impressive. Williamson. Pretty impressive. And Zion's looking yoked. Absolutely yoked. Yeah. And CJ McCollum, who just got the contract extension, is going to be in New Orleans for four more years, was patting Zion down. His show was all muscle, which I thought was a little weird, but probably a little weird. I, I respected the bold move, the very forward move by CJ. Yeah, how many games do we think Zion Zion Zion, Zion plays this year? Fifty three. A little less than what Braun played last year. LeBron played fifty eight with an injury. Zion's just you know Gen Z tough, so I say fifty three. Uh sorry, I was watching a sixty yard field goal. It was almost cool. Zion was two hundred and eighty four pounds unofficially. Yeah, he is 22 years old, and you're telling me we're talking about holding him to the same standard as a 40 year old basketball player. How many games does Zion play last year? Zion like doesn't want to play. I feel like I feel like he just doesn't like to play basketball, and he doesn't want. We just got a bad Pelicans team is ready to win now. He's got to he's got to step on the court somehow. Why didn't he play last year? Weight hurt. He's coming back from that bad injury. <laughs> David Griffin doing David Griffin things. Yeah. Would you have taken him f- first overall or Ja? I would have gone full on Zion. Yeah. I, like, it's just like, here's the thing. Ja is a healthy version, better, healthier version of Derrick Rose. So I have a, a huge affinity for Ja now. But going into that draft, dude, the things we saw Zion do and take over college basketball, imagine what type of NIL deal he would have had if NIL was there. He would have been high, higher paid than most NBA players. He was worth that much. Yeah. He had millions of followers. He, like, he was college basketball. Like, I wonder how much he cost Nike than Zion, that one dude. day when he busted through his shoe. A lot, probably. A lot. <laughs> Yeah, probably not a good day for them, Nike. Uh, also, Nike, did you know Nike was a Greek goddess? Yeah, yeah. Was just what are you up laying on down the today. Nike fun facts? Just was reading up on that today. Just wanted to share that with everyone. Nike comes from somewhere. Um, looking at this on the left while I'm watching Monday Night Football, Mac Jones, high ankle sprain. Do you have any comments on him crying while he was carried off the field? Did he look like a pussy or did he look tough? I'm going to tell you right now, Saban wouldn't have stood for that. <laughs> Saying right now. <laughs> He's having ankle surgery now. Um, well, now they're discussing his options, the best way to go forward. But, yeah, I mean, Saban probably wouldn't have had. He probably would have spit on him. Um, now, not good. Tom Brady wouldn't, wouldn't want someone to get hurt. 
but he probably loved that now Bill has no shot at competing this year. So it just proves his point yet again that he was a huge difference maker on those. Bro, New but what if Brian Hoyer? About the, Bill. What if Brian Hoyer, like you said, does just come through? That's what I'm saying. Ten, ten, seven year, or eleven and five, or eleven and six. Patriot team with Brian Hoyer leading charge <laughs> would be amazing. Because here's the thing. He is like one of those quarterbacks. He's like a Fitz Magic where you're not going to keep him long enough like as you're starter to grow with him. But you're like you're going to like not cut him after that too because it's Brian Hoyer. He's just a vet. So he's like the perfect one year let's make a run QB. Like there's no other young quarterback on that roster who's like a Tom Brady situation where he didn't get an op- where a guy didn't get an opportunity. People were like, oh, this is our late round pick. He doesn't get a shot. Boom, steps in. You know, Mac Jones is selling his rookie deal, so there's not much to lose. Yeah, no, nah, that's true. Um, I guess one thing to wrap us up, one, like, final thought, say a name. Say a name that you want the Bears to, like, look at and just bring on the team, a receiver. Let's just manifest one, Sam. I want a receiver. Just one. Just one. The Galladay one stuck with me because that guy's going to have some grit. And a lot to prove. Mm. Mm. I like the Galladay one. I'm not going to use that one. I'm going to pivot to a different direction. <sighs> if you could somehow get DJ Moore from the Panthers or Curtis Samuel, like we were just talking about. Oh, Curtis Samuel, second, fourth, and a sixth. Sammy's a small receiver. How do we feel about that? Dude, he's been very productive this year. I can give a crap. All right, now I'm pissed. He's not expensive like Lockett. Lockett, um, you're investing a lot for a small receiver in your, and Mooney's in your future. So hmm. why do that when you get Curtis for probably not that much money? Monday Night Football, Jimmy Kimmel's in the booth. What's going on? This is fucking stupid. What what did you say? Jimmy Kimmel is in the booth for Monday Night Football. See, that's ABC and ESPN, dude. I don't like him. Now I'm nope. getting upset. You know, you know when the only time I like to see Jimmy Kimmel in athletics mix? Never, but when? When he plays Ted Cruz in basketball. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I you'll make the exception. Only exception. Got anything else? Um, you know what? It's NBA media day today. Let's just like throw out our Bulls big prediction of the year. My big prediction is First Zach Levine box. is Zach Levine is a top five MVP candidate. First, first year, first round bounce. Okay, I I, mean, I do I just, still stick around forty eight games. That's where I see us. I just don't forty eight games, like, but Zach Levine just it's the same team just shocks the world. It's the same team. I don't know. I just don't see how like mid season trade. <sighs> mid season trade. I'm calling him right now. We trade for Mike Conley. You know why? Because Lonzo's still going to be hurt, and we're going to need a point guard. Mike Conley for half a season. That's my pick. Oh my god! From the jazz. Yep. 
makes too much sense. Oh my god, Sam, it makes way too much sense. Oh, that's such a good pick. I guess mine would be Patrick Williams, like really hot take. He's going to average 15 points a game. Is that a good take? Let's hope so. Let's hope. I was literally going to guess around 15 too. So love he needs, that. He needs to get there. He needs to. He just needs to hit those weird like knuckleball shots. He needs to be our Kawhi Leonard. He needs to be our Kawhi Leonard. Now we're just setting high next expectations. Five years. Now we're just setting a lot for him. They've been high. They've been high. Do we, ext- high. Do we extend him? Like We better. Oh we better. God. Oh, my God. We're buying in on something that I still don't know. You're more bought I'm in on Patrick in Williams on Patrick than Williams. you are on Justin Fields. Am I correct? Debatable. <laughs> Like always, guys, not the same time, same place. We'll see you guys later.